You're listening to Grown and Growing with Sonia Hill. Hey guys, this week I'm revisiting one of my favorite episodes. It's a fave for two reasons. One, it's the first Grown and Growing episode I released over a year and a half ago. And number two, it's a really good one. And yes, I'm saying that about my own work because it's true. It's rare that I sit and listen to my episodes after the final edit. My voice still sounds very weird to me and the mistakes are really pronounced. But this week, I had to choose an episode that I wanted to replay. And I chose Fear After 40, mostly because of where I am in my life right now. As I shared in the last episode, I'm in what I'm calling a season of change, where I know some things are about to shift in my life. And while these changes are necessary, it still makes me a little sad, anxious, and fearful of what's to come next. And for me, fear doesn't just show up alone. It drags all of my insecurities and doubts with it. It can be a really uncomfortable time to sit in those feelings and confront those insecurities. The one thing God will always give you if you ask is confirmation. It'll get louder and more frequent so it's clear what your next steps should be. Anyway, I listened to this episode on my way home from work and I felt so encouraged. It made me feel reassured and more confident about moving forward. I know what I need to do. I outlined the freaking blueprint on this podcast and I know it works because it it has gotten me through some really fearful times before. Here's what I know about fear. You can move past it in one area but rest assured, it's going to rear its ugly head again. It's like a game of whack-a-mole. The difference is hopefully you feel better equipped to handle it. The fear cycle, that cycle of insecurities and doubt and back to fear that you feel, hopefully it's much shorter. I don't intend to muddle in fear quicksand. I'm wearing fear like a backpack because let's be honest, the feelings will still be there but it doesn't keep me from moving on to the next stage. So take another listen to Fear After 40, or if it's your first time, enjoy. I hope it blesses you like it blessed me. Today, we are talking about the dreaded four-letter F word, fear, not that other F word. We'll talk about that in later episodes, stay tuned. But today we're talking about fear. And we're not talking about like a fear of spiders or a fear of snakes or even fear as it relates to your family or your friends. This fear that we're talking about is the fear that holds you back from living your best life. The fear that surrounds those dreams that you've been holding on to for years that you haven't told anybody about. Those are the fears that we are talking about today. Now, you may think, okay, this girl is in her mid 40s talking about fear. Shouldn't that be something she has conquered already? But let me tell you, to be honest, fear is something I definitely grapple with every day. It's something that I I think about um, and that I try to look for in my life. Um, It's almost like a frenemy. And I'll explain it to you in a few minutes why I described it that way. Fear definitely hits different 
in your 40s. I mean, if you think about the things that you were scared about in your 20s and 30s, it pales in comparison. In fact, in fact, it doesn't even compare. It's it's almost laughable. Some of the things we worried about in our 20s and 30s, gaining weight, getting pregnant, pleasing our parents, keeping your job, just adulting in general was enough to, to drive you crazy. But in your 40s, you kind of evolve past some of those fears, right? As, as adults, we, we learn how to adult, hopefully by 40. Some, some of us are still learning. It's okay though. Um, but I think when you, when we've turned 40, um, the fear looks different because of two things. One, there's a sense of mortality, right? I think the past two years we have been living through a pandemic. We've seen a lot of people pass away it seems like every other week we're hearing about a celebrity dying in their 40s and 50s. And that really hits close to home now. Um, when I was 20, I wasn't really tripping off somebody in their 50s dying because, you know, it was 50 and I was 20. But, you know, now at almost 44, when I hear somebody in their 50s have passed away, that hits me a little bit differently. And then the second thing that kind of changes fear for me is that I've been through, you know, we've been through some things when you hit 40, you've lived some life, a little bit of life, right? You figure some things out. So your fears are a little bit different than when you were in your twenties and thirties. There may be some people out there saying it's too late. I'm, I'm 40. I'm about to be 50. It's too late for me to dig in, into those dreams of my childhood I'm too old. I have too many responsibilities. I got to take care of my kids or my parents. I have to work this job, pay these bills. When do you have time to dream? And when do you have time to go out there and conquer fears? And for me, I say it's never too late. In fact, urgency is necessary. If the last two years haven't taught me anything is that we need to be urgent about conquering the fears in our lives so we can live the lives that we are supposed to live. So I want to talk about the type of fear that has kept me from living my best life. It's the fear that I am grappling with now. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. In the first half of my adult years, I spent a lot of time checking boxes. I am a child of baby boomers and they instilled in me that I need to go to college and get a good job. That's what my mama said. And that's what I did with extra credit, right? I went to college. I went to grad school. I got a good job. I got promotions. I bought a house. I got married. I had kids. I checked all the boxes that would make them proud. I was like, check, 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 extra credit, check. I think that the absence of fear meant I wasn't pushing myself enough. It meant I was playing it safe in my life. So I was in my comfort zone, afraid to move out of the things that made me most comfortable. That was a big revelation to me. And what does it mean when I say I wasn't pushing myself enough? It means that the jobs that you know I was considering were too easy. Right. So I would go and, you know, look at jobs and I could check off every little thing, like every little um, piece of the job description I can check off. 
That meant I shouldn't have been applying for that job because it was too easy. Or it could mean that you're not saying the things that need to be said, that you are censoring yourself because you're afraid of what another person will think or how they will feel. And so you hold back in order to make someone else feel better. So you're not saying the things that need to be said, or you're not pursuing the things that potentially would give you the most gratification because it's scary. That's what it means to be playing it safe in your life. And so I noticed for me that stepping out of my comfort zone was a big fear of mine and I needed to address it. So that may not be a fear for you. That may not be how fear shows up in your life. It may be different. It could be a fear of being alone. It could be a fear of rejection. It could be a fear of missing out. So how is fear showing up in your life? So once I identified that, you know, I was in my comfort zone and I needed to do more to get out of that box I built for myself, I started to look for red flags that meant fear was around. And the reason I describe fear as a frenemy, because it's almost like a warning bell. It's like, if I was feeling a little fear or feeling a little bit uncomfortable, I should probably go, go towards that thing. Now, let me say that for, I am a very careful person. I take calculated risk. I am not out here tempting fate or living on the edge. That's not me. So when I say that things were making me feel uncomfortable, that is in, the, in my world. So if you're out here living on the edge and you always tempting fate and you're always like, whew, that was close. Maybe that's, not, maybe that's not your fear. You have a different fear that you need to go assess. But for me, feeling uncomfortable was a, was a sign that I needed to go in that direction. This podcast is a perfect example of that. I had it on my heart to do a podcast for the last three years. I wanted to do one about women for women in their 40s. I had this idea, but I was so afraid to do it. And, you know, I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, look, it's either now or never. We're going to do this thing. And if I'm the only person that listens to it or my sisters, because I'm going to force them to, it's okay because I conquered a fear and I did it. I don't like the feeling of fear. I hate it, actually. I'm an overanalyzer and it tends to show up as anxiety, like physically. But if I learn how to manage it and deal with it, then I'm a lot better for it. And so in order to combat the fears, I have to identify what they are, right? I can't just say, oh, this is scary. I need to push forward. You need to identify the specific things that are making you afraid. You need to identify these red flags. And so the red flags of fear for me that show up kind of consistently, the first one is self-doubt. I can't do it. I don't have the tools. I don't have the knowledge to do it. Why, why me? Why do I think I can do this thing? Self-doubt, probably, probably number one on the list for a reason, um, because it shows up um, in ways that kind of disqualify me, right? I want to disqualify myself. That's a fear. The second one is avoidance. Let me tell you, I am never more busy than when there is something I need to do. 
that scares me. So when there's something that scares me, I find all the things to do. It's a form of procrastination. I got to take the kids to school and their activities. I have work to do. I have a man to attend to. I got to get this house done. I got to have fun. I don't have time to do this scary thing. So I'm going to put all the things in front of it so I don't have to deal with it. Avoidance. This third one, it's, it's kind of interesting because not everybody has this fear or at least they don't admit to it. Um, but it is, I was, con- there's a concern about what other people think. What are people going to think if I do this? Now, everybody doesn't have this fear. At least they don't vocalize it, right? My husband, hmm, if he cares about what other people think, that would be a shocker to me because he moves in a way that shows me he doesn't care about what other people think. He's going to do that thing. And if it pleases him, he's going to be happy with it. I still struggle with that a little bit. Not to the point where it keeps me from doing things, but they definitely bubble up as a red flag for me. And the last thing is, am I going to fail or look stupid? That's another big one. I am an overachiever, right? I, I love to achieve. I love to do well in things. People have described me as type A. I don't think I'm type A, but you know, people out there would say, some people would say that. But, you know, a fear of failure is another one that bubbles up. On the flip side, right, a 4B would be a fear of success. Now, some people have a fear of succeeding because they don't feel like they'll be able to live up to it consistently. So I hit that mark once. Can I do it again? Or the fear of success means that there will be changes in their relationships. So their families and friends will relate to them differently because they've had this fear of success and how will it change that dynamic? So those are a few red flags that tend to bubble up for me when I know fear is circling the wagons around me. Self-doubt, avoidance, what people, concerning myself with what people think And am I going to fail or am I going to succeed? So what do we need to do to overcome this? Come this fear. One of my favorite quotes about fear is everything you want is on the other side of fear. And that has never been more true. Like that quote, you know, I say that to myself. It's actually written on my desk to remind me that the life that I want requires me to leave my comfort zone. So what do you do to overcome fear? Here are some things that that I do. I'm a work in progress, right? So these are things that I incorporate that I work on consciously every day in big and small ways to overcome fear. The first one is um, purposely make yourself uncomfortable. In in every situation, at work, at home, in your relationships, And when I say make yourself uncomfortable, that doesn't mean in a bad way, right? It's just pushing yourself to say the things that you, that need to be said, right? In kindness, right? You don't want to like curse people out because you need to say what you need to say, but in kindness, how can you say something that needs to be said to put boundaries up in your life or to get you that promotion that you've been asking, that you've been deserving, but never asked for? Do things to make yourself at comfort, uncomfortable. Take baby steps. Every day, try to do something that pushes yourself. Two, 
Be radically honest with yourself and others. Now, I don't like to lie because I have a bad memory and I just don't have time to keep up with what I said to you. So I'm usually pretty good about telling the truth. Um, But when it comes to overcoming your fears, it's really important that you write down your fears, right? What are your fears on one side of the page? And then on the other side of the page, why is this true? Or why is it not true? Like, be honest. Is this true or is this not true? And then if it's true, what what steps can you take to overcome it? And writing those things down, seeing them, for me, it helps me see this is an unfounded truth. Or this is something that I can overcome if I take these steps. So sometimes seeing it in black and white and taking the time to write down your fears and whether or not they are true or not helps you to take the steps to to say, okay, this is not as scary as I think it is. Or here are some realistic steps, things that I can do to help me get over it. The third thing is do things that keep you feeling brave. You cannot conquer fear without being courageous. It's just a fact. In order to do the hard things in life, and sometimes conquering fear will will require you to do hard things, you have to be courageous. So it's super important to do things that, that remind you to be brave, to surround yourself with people who are going to encourage you. So having your circle of friends or family, reading books that keep you inspired, that keep you on your toes, that give you knowledge and ways and tools to conquer things. And even on your social media. Now, social media can be a dumpster fire, I know. But you do have the option of curating a page to your liking. And so I make it a point on my Instagram to follow things that inspire me that push me, that keep me in a good mood. Now, there's a flip side to that, right? It it could make you feel bad. When it starts to make you feel bad, you need to log off and take a break. But daily reminders to push myself, to walk towards my dreams, to achieve my goals, helps keep me in check. And it helps me to remember, okay, I am brave enough to do this. So keep people around you and do things that are going to keep you feeling brave so you can conquer what you need to conquer. The last thing is shut up and get to work. Now, this may sound rude, but sometimes you got to stop talking and do the work. You got to move, start moving. Pick one thing every day to do. When I decided to do this podcast, I decided that I was going to do one thing a day whether it was researching, listening to a podcast, um, you know, taking notes, writing down my ideas for one hour every day, I was going to do something to push me toward that goal of launching a podcast. And the way I rationalized that was if I can spend eight hours a day or more working for an organization, I can spend an hour doing something for myself. Faith without works is is dead. So you can't be out here talking about your dreams. You actually have to start taking steps to do it. So in overcoming fear, 
Here's, these are some of the steps that I take. Make yourself uncomfortable every day on purpose. Be radically honest with yourself and with others. Do things that keep you feeling brave and then shut up and get to work. That, those are the things that I do to overcome fear. I hope this podcast does a couple of things. One, to let you know that you are not alone. If you are in your mid 40s or older and you're still scared to cross some things off of your bucket list or to go after the dreams that you've held on for so long, you are not alone. I am right there with you. And I'm also here to let you know that you can do it. We could do this thing together. The second thing is I want you to be able to think about how you can identify the fears in your own life and how you can confront them, whether they're big or small. How can you take baby steps every day to knock down that wall of fear? Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next time.